always told you, you'll be ready the day you can knock me down as yourself. This is that moment. This is that moment, Fears. Turn off the light show and prove, prove to me. Welcome to Saga of the Stones, Episode 2. I'm Chris, my co-host is Beth, and I forgot to do this the day of, so you get attacked on intro. Alright, so we just watched the trailer for Captain Marvel, and let's get Beth's reaction. Beth's first reaction is, Captain Marvel's a chick? Captain Marvel's a chick! I did not know Captain Marvel was a chick! Another reason I thought it would be awesome to do Captain America and Captain Marvel back-to-back, even though they're in chronological order... Is because you get the two captains, you get a dude and a girl right off the bat. I had no idea. I just assumed Captain Marvel was a dude. I didn't know. No, there there are chick heroes. You don't get them as many of them as we will in the future, but there are chick heroes. I didn't. I'm, well, I didn't know this was one of them. It, this is. I, so, what did you think about that movie as compared to, say, Captain America? Well, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So similar but different kind of storyline isn't it you're gonna find a lot of these origin stories uh follow a similar format because comics tend to follow a similar format um i did notice we have a similar actor from one movie to the next yes yes um interestingly you you see him in our today time at the end of captain america but there you see him in that 90s era uh nick Fury, played by Samuel Jackson, he so is... So he is the same person in is, both movies. Yes, he is the same person in all the movies you see him in. Alright. So, um, she she has a bit of a different power set than Captain America. Well, there was flying and fire. Yes, flying and, and blasts and all sorts of stuff. I, I gotta say, when I first saw the trailer, even watching it now, my first... The first thing I always marvel at... <laughs> Captain Marvel... <laughs> the first thing I always marvel at is the the way her helmet goes on and off, and her hair is always perfect. <laughs> That's a lie. Like, I, I only have a beard. I, I usually shave my head. I've got a little more than normal right now. And, and that is amazing to me, because I've seen people, I've seen women who take care to just pull a hat on gently and pull it off, and it never looks ring. great. Yeah. If and nothing else, you have a ring, and if you put a helmet on, you get helmet hair. And not only does the helmet just form as if by magic, which something we didn't cover in Captain America, they make that distinction of sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, which is something that comes up again several other times and is also a very famous quote. But um, that the way that helmet comes on to Captain Marvel, it just takes her hair in and then it comes off and her hair's out and perfect. And I need that. I'm sorry. If anyone can come up with that, you're a bazillionaire immediately because every woman in the world. And will a lot buy of it. men that like to wear the buns, man buns, they'd buy them too. I, I think men that do that should cut it off, but that's a personal choice. I recognize that men have choices to do that of their own or not. I just would never well, associate of, with them. Some of them would never wear beards that go down to their toes that are bushy either. I know, and they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, optimistic, pessimistic? Oh, eh. pretty optimistic. This one looks like it could be a little more like I was talking about. 
You know how oh, okay. I thought it might yeah. be a little more kitty, okay. kitschy with the whole flying and stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any any idea, but that trailer felt more like what I expected okay. to be watching. Okay. But you, I mean, sometimes you see all the good parts in a trailer and sometimes you don't. You know what I mean? You never right. know oh, for sure. what what that's gonna and and i and i will say since that's later in the marvel setup they uh they have to be more careful with what they reveal beforehand because the the movies become more and more interconnected and things that happen in one are yeah so you really got to stop talking about the others or i'm gonna know stuff i I didn't mean to know i i'm pretty sure i haven't told you anything other than that things are gonna keep happening that you said duh that's why they found it on the bottom of the ocean Oh, yeah, well, but, you know... But I, I'm pretty sure... I don't listen to you anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Exactly. I could I could say whatever I want, and you'd be... We'd watch the next What'd movie, you and you'd be like, uh... This felt familiar, and I'm not sure why. Okay, I, thank I you all, all for listening <laughs> to me and Chris Babble. Yes, so we're gonna... We're, we'll, we'll be watching the movie, and, and then... watching Captain Marvel. What'd you think? Oh, I really liked it. It was good. Yeah, what'd you like it? It kept me engaged the whole time. And none of it seemed to... In my head, these are still comic book movies, okay? My head goes comic book, comic... And the only part that was a little cheesy to me was where she was flying around, batting down the the alien crafts, (laughs) spaceships, whatever... That just edged into the little cheesy area. But other than that, it was just engaging. And they give you enough so you care about the characters. Right. Definitely. Or or get feelings about them one way or another. You, you, I really like the main character. And I really hate the bad guys. So it really <laughs> gives you... It pulls you in, and I enjoy that in a movie. Yeah, and it was it was interesting on my side of things because I know one I watched all the movies in order, and this is not does not appear this early, so I know a lot of things they're referencing. It's a very referential movie, as you'll start seeing. You're like, oh, I recognize that, or you may be like, wait, have I seen that before? And I'll tell you because you know you won't remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I because right. Quite honestly, you know, it's been it's been a month since we watched the previous movie, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I watched that. It was a good movie. What happened in it? I don't know. It was a good movie. <laughs> well, and and that's the that's the other downside of this one being the second one. You see, is as we watch more, they become more interconnected, and so you'll start seeing things tie in across the board. It's also another reason I like putting this one here, even now as we're kind of going through it, because it lays some groundwork for some later stuff that you'll be like, oh, that guy. Because like some of the Guardians movies, I told I was telling you, you know, during that it's referencing a lot of stuff from Guardians of the Galaxy. And in the original way it was set out, I felt the Guardians were just very separate from everything. Whereas doing it this way, it kind of ties them into the gotcha. whole Earth plot earlier. Yeah, I have actually seen a 
bits and pieces of Guardian of Guardians of the Galaxy, but I've never actually sat down and watched that whole movie either. <laughs> but yeah, this one was it. If you don't know what you're watching, it takes a minute to understand you're watching her memory dreams at first mm -hmm. and then try to uh, place things. I wasn't sure where we were or what we were doing at first. Yeah, I was actually in, in this rewatch. This is, I think, my second or third tops times watching this movie, whereas every other uh, movie, even uh, the newest Spider-Man and... Uh, the last Avengers movies I've seen three and four and five times, even before they were out on video. I just this one didn't hit me and get inspire me like the others, or hadn't been around long enough for me to watch all that. But I, I was very impressed with the way they kind of layered a lot of the pieces out there. But it was weird to to how long it took them to tell you, oh, hey, this is actually an alien world. Because it was, I mean, you were like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, you're on an alien world. And you're like, oh, it, okay. You kind of felt that way, but you're not real sure what's happening. Because we're, we're pretty, I mean, we're, what, five, ten minutes in before it says you're on Hala, the Cree home world. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And I don't even know. And I think it's five or, or, or five or so more minutes before you see your first blue person. I mean, because your first people you meet are Veers. And Yonrog. And everybody is and, looks very human. Yeah, and the AI looks human. So, like, everyone looks human. You just have this kind of future tech-looking world. So it could just be a future place. Right. I Yes, I wasn't, I wasn't sure when she got up and was looking out the window and you see things flying, which at that point I didn't, you know, <laughs> I have no idea what it is. But it obviously looks like a mode of transportation. But... You know, now now is she in a dream? Are we in a future? Are we what's going on? I had no no idea. And uh but it was a real aha moment when you saw um Marvel later mm -hmm. and had that aha moment, ah, that's who that person was in right. her AI. She yeah. was the AI and she's like, I don't even know who you were, you were in a dream, and I don't know who this person is. And then you keep hearing about this person seeing pictures until you get to that black box scene at the very end you're like oh okay this is weird um what's really cool and because obviously i'm watching from a different perspective i'm looking for these things and they did you know a lot of times these kind of action movies can turn a twist like the you know the scrolls actually being the good guys and make it feel cheap or unearned but they really did their work because um every the Kree, the Skrull, and the humans all have a different color for their energy stuff. The the Kree are all green, always green. The Skrull are always purple. So, like, in that first fight, yes. you can see the colors difference. Right. And then, like, in the in the, the black box flashback, the ship that's shooting at them was green, was green lasers. And I was like, whoa, they put it there. But even in that very first opening, the, the dream... Uh-huh. The, the scroll that you see, for a second, the ears aren't even there. And, like, it's a weirdly shaped head, which we learn eventually it's because it was Yonrog. Yeah. But they've indoctrinated her so much that, like, even her dream kind of imposes that on her. And so it was just really cool. Uh, the train scene, 
I had never, I didn't notice the first time that the lady she attacks <laughs> actually got off the train. And, and the, the scroll had bumped into her and was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And so then, you know, Veers bumps into her and then remembered Caesar. And, wait a minute. Yeah. I saw you already. That See, <laughs> I missed that. I didn't know why she recognized. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what she saw in that woman to know. Right. First time, I mean, the first time I thought the same thing, I'm like, is there just a tell she has? Yeah, something is there something, on her? something? I didn't notice. It was just boy, she has hauled off and punched her right in the <laughs> face. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I found it funny um, that all these people are trying to stop her, and Grandma's whooping yeah. her butt. <laughs> I think I wrote down Grandma Ninja <laughs> yes. is beating on her, and everybody's, everybody's trying to help her. Still trying to pull her up, and Grandma's <laughs> swinging around the pole, kicking her across the thing. It was. A, it cracked me up too. All these people are pulling her back. Yeah. And gra- <laughs> Hello, Grandma's not even bleeding. People. Mm-hmm. That was and, so I mean, fun. falling into the blockbuster. It was. It was just. It was a lot of uh, nostalgia in the movie itself, and then it was just a lot of fun for you know. It was a lot of fun to see Nick Fury and Phil Coulson, two people that are major players throughout this first arc. Um, into Avengers, you'll see them both again. Coulson is the only one that looks weird, but they're both older men that they've de-aged. And, and they did a great job with Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Which, the way he looks so good as a young man just makes the, the way the scroll look as aliens mm-hmm. feel weird to me. Because you can tell they have heavy makeup, prosthetics and all that. Yeah. And it impacts the way words come out and things like that. And the way their mouth moves weird. And it's just like, you, you did such a good job making him look younger. Couldn't you have like made that look a little... They're an aliens for crying out loud. You don't know what they really look like. That may be normal. <laughs> I'm just talking about the way they move and the way it Could affects be normal. their speech. Could be normal for aliens. You I don't know. I guess we don't know because apparently those it's... aliens are Australian. Australian aliens. They are. <laughs> that's that's what it is and i mean you know you don't know any different <laughs> i it's it was really cool the way they didn't feel the need to over explain things like nick fury like in the scene before um he get he his boss he finds out his boss is impersonated he had just told her hey you know call me fury everyone does even my family right i caught that too and I- then the dude's like nicholas and, and she had just said, okay, I need more detailed memories, which that part was weird to me because, like, she's not familiar with Earth as far as they know, and she doesn't know him personally, so the memory questions wouldn't have really helped her, I don't think, unless she's just looking for weird stories, I guess, because she said they can only access recent, recent memories. memories, and but yet she's saying, tell me something they, they wouldn't know. And it's like, but you wouldn't know that either. So I always found that as a weird thing. Yeah, I didn't understand quite that either, unless she just wanted to know in case later. I that could be. I, and, and I it, didn't know. And it helps us as the viewers because as soon as as soon as he called him Nicholas, I went yeah, Nicholas. Oh, you're a bad guy. And it could have been. I mean, and it's it's in doubt enough because sometimes higher ups do that kind of thing. To, to put their younger people in their place. So it's like, okay, well, maybe not, but he did make a point of that. And then after he said, I like beat places with bees. And then he was like, oh, yeah, you remember what we did in Havana? Mm-hmm. Like, clearly not a bee place. 
Yes. And and then, you know, of course. He says, just like Havana. He's like, and like and uh, yeah, of course. He's like, I got you, motherfucker. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and instead of doing like the typical thing where he's like, oh, I've never been to Havana and call him out right there. He's like, you know what? Here's our plan. She's yeah. down on six. I'm going to get off here and do that. And he goes and tries to help her. And that's when, you know, it all starts to fall apart. And it was just, it was really cool the way they didn't do the the normal thing or even the comic book thing. Where it's like, I, I you gave yourself away and I'm going to point it out right now and give away my whole advantage. Yeah. The cat was weird too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you, you feel real weird because... It just keeps appearing. Yes. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, it's a magical cat. And then you find out it's an alien. And it's like, why? why and is... it will eat your face. But it makes sense when you know that it was uh, Marvel's cat. Yes. So then, of course, it's still around. Of course, it's an alien because it's hers. She brought it with her. It's a florkin, whatever the hell that is. Well, apparently a thing that can put an octopus out its mouth. Yeah. Clearly, it's, that's what it is. It's a, it, it's a cat. Cat Cthulhu is what it is. It's... It was bizarre. <laughs> I was not expecting the cat to, to spit out octopus legs, really. Mm-hmm. Or to be able to swallow the cube thing. Yeah. That one, swallow the cube and then four uh, Cree is just weird to me. Because yes. there's no displacement within yeah. it. it you just, know, you were talking about how they uh, flopped roles of good guys and bad guys from what it looked like to us from the beginning. Mm-hmm. They really, really did a good job at that because I wholeheartedly believed mm-hmm. that the Cree were the good guys. Yeah. Wholeheartedly, I was in. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, it took me my head a second to wrap around the swap. Mm-hmm. And then I was wholeheartedly into that bad guys, mm-hmm. and I don't like him anymore. Which <laughs> I liked him. He's a little off. Uh-huh. He always seemed a little off, even at the beginning when she went and woke him up to fight her. There was something about him I didn't personally like. I think that was intentional. I'm pretty sure it was intentional because even when she's still on board with the Kree being the good guys. Like, Fury's like, oh, so you guys are, are noble warriors. And she's like, heroes. Noble warrior heroes. Like, very arrogant. And that's kind of the way they set up the whole race. We're heroes. We're doing the good thing. We're cleaning things out. People just need to get in line. And so as you start, as they start to unpack that more and more, and you get this more, like, we're in control. We're teaching you to control it our way. And you're going to do things the way we want. The more it unpacks, the more you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, that makes total sense. Like, at f- the flip just catches you off guard because it's a flip. Yes. But as soon as it flips, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yes. It all absolutely. just kind of falls in line. Because even, like, they had her and they were they were interrogating her with the mental thing. Yeah. And they never, like... They never hurt her. They never really tried to hurt her or kill they, her. They hung her upside down and read her mind and all, but they yeah. didn't. And and their they they their attacks just weren't very effective. They they just kind of bound her up. And as soon as like they realized how powerful she was, they got out of her way. And even when they they cornered her at the the house, it's like just one talk, mm-hmm. just one talk. 
And they point out, hey, you got the got there. He's like, I, I gotta have insurance, man. You, you're just, you're scary. <laughs> but they were quick to be like, hey, just, just trying to get through. They, they were, they were just trying to get their thing, and they thought yeah. she was on board. As soon as they realized she's not on board anymore, hey, come in peace. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And they didn't hurt anyone. No, no. The, the, the Cree did. All of the killing. And and I, it was interesting. Um, that first planet they go to with the refugees. Mm-hmm. The guy impersonates her Minerva's teammate. I can't remember the guy's name. But Minerva was the, the shooter. And he's like, hey, they're just refugees. They're just hungry. And I'm like, dude. He's impersonating. But he's also like, he's also like, this is what it, what's really going on. They're just hiding out. So he wasn't lying. Yeah. But he was impersonating her teammate. If her teammate hadn't been there, none of that would have happened. <laughs> and and they they asked about um, how the the spy, how how yes, when they impersonated the spy. How they have the codes, and I've seen a couple different theories on that. The first is that um, they use that mental thing to just pull it out, right? But they made a point of saying it's buried in the subconscious, so they may may have had an idea that was possible. So it's. You can't necessarily access it. And so my thought there was, well, these scrolls can change. Who's, who's to say they didn't change a long time ago and they haven't been just impersonating for a long time? Then you have the codes. You get the codes implanted yourself. Well, lots of holes there, too. It's just one of those things that, like... You're overthinking weird. this movie. <laughs> That's what it is. That's Overthinking it, getting too nerded out on it. It's a good movie. Stop trying to tear it down. Just saying. I'm not trying to tear it down. I just, I like to look for those things. Well, no. Just no. We're not doing that today. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. He's reading notes, everyone, that can't see what's going on here. He made little notes during the movie so we would have talking points because I am too shy to do that myself. Okay. What was our next talking point? <laughs> You, you realize I was going to edit any of those pauses out, right? And I oh, I, I didn't realize there was editing. So I'm filling <laughs> dead space that's not really here. Everyone, enjoy my rambling about Chris's notes. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I, I mean, I've talked about some of these things. Like, um, when she sees the guy who ends up being Yonrog in her dream at the beginning, it's very blurry. I don't even know who Yonrog is. Yonrog is the guy she wakes up. His name is Yonrog. Oh, I had no idea his name. Jude Bad Law. guy, number Jude one. Law. Oh, I wouldn't have known that either. I oh. wondered who he was. I yes. don't like him. He was a jerk in the movie. Yes. And he was a little bit creepy. And I don't like him. In her dream, she remembers it as this blurry image. Oh, yes. Because he was the guy that was going to shoot her when she shot the end. Right. But then she goes into the AI, the the um, yeah. Supreme Intelligence. Yes. And all of a sudden, that image is crystal clear. Which I thought was interesting, the way they really, like, her memory versus what they're telling her. Right. And then they, they, they made a point of saying, you know, we gave you a gift. And then immediately the camera pans back and focuses on that thing on her neck. Right. Which I'm like, that's weird to immediately fo- say it's a gift and focus on that. Even when I first watched it, I was like, okay, so they're trying to, like, when I first watched it, I knew she didn't get them that way. So I was like, okay, so that's obviously an inhibitor. But... It's one of those things that are just, they place it there for you. 
And I think I've hit most of this. Oh, I found it interesting. Um, Maria, her friend, the, the call sign on her plane was Photon. And that's uh, one of the people who take up the mantle of Captain Marvel later, the powers of Captain Marvel, is called Photon. Huh. And it can be Maria or Monica. Um, I, I can't remember. I think continuity-wise in the comics, it can be either. It has been either. But I know one of them for sure takes up that mantle of photon at one point, which is a cool thing that they like, oh, here, they're layering all these stuff, the stuff in there. I'm just smiling and nodding because I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, and... I oh, we're geeking out, everyone. Yes, because... This is the... Everybody, geek mode. Because I really like how they how they really set up for the switch of the good guys and the bad guys, of our perspective anyway. So, like, you know, the laser colors, the the way the images are different, the way, you know, word choices, you know, we're the, we're the warrior heroes, I mean, really emphasize that. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. But in the flashback, we get, right before she talks to Yonrog, we get her remembering Marvell saying, this isn't about winning, this is about ending the war. And as soon as we get start talking to Yonrog, he's like, that weapon will help us win the war. So that, I mean, it's a verbal cue right there. Mm-hmm. And the, like he continues saying winning. And she remembers it's not about winning. Mm-hmm. So like it just keeps coming back to that where like you really get, it's just really layered in here. And I think that is the best kind of storytelling for me. If you can look back and see all the clues leading up to it, it's a worthwhile payoff. Otherwise, it's just, oh, that was fun. But if you watch it again, you're like, oh, I didn't pick any of that. Like, it's not there for me to see coming when I know it's coming. It's like, I feel cheated. Because, like, okay, you did this, but there's no reason for me to not have seen it leading up to this. I, I mean, there have been books and movies where even, like, sometimes, like, detective stories especially are bad about this. Where you don't see everything that happens. And then at the end they do a wrap up. Oh, well I noticed this. I'm like, but I was reading the story with you. I noticed everything you noticed. Because I'm reading your story. How does that not end there? So I just, I geek out about little stuff like that. And then of course, like, you know, the way the the Kree travel. You're going to see that that hexagonal. hexagonal. You're going to see that that warping thing where they go through the holes in space. That that's really cool because the first time I ever saw that was in Guardians of the Galaxy, so like eight movies from now. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of geeking before then. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a lot of geek gasms. Oh lord! <laughs> but like uh, Ronan, I, I I wanted to make sure you remembered Ronan the Accuser one because they say he says send He's the accusers. He's in the galaxy. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so is the. Uh, was so he in the jail with them? Nope. Who was he chasing? I only watched bits and pieces. And and the ship design, you're going to see a few more times, obviously. And just like all the little things. I'm not going to... I thought we were supposed to be talking about this movie, not what we were going to watch, you know, ten movies from now. Well, we are, because that stuff's in this movie. Well, then you should have let me watch them in the order they were released and not in the order that... You I believe they go. I, I'm not. I, I'm not <laughs> imposing any kind of belief system. I said I just wanted to watch them in time, in linear order rather than release order, 
chronological order instead of release order because I think it gives a different experience. Plus, like, I was really glad this one's here because I wanted to get your reaction without all the references because you may or may not remember some of these movies as we go. So it's in interesting to see your reaction before any of this is laid. Do you still think it's a good movie? Obviously, you thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. And I'll tell you the, the God's honest truth. When I agreed to do this, I was not expecting to really enjoy the movies. <laughs> and so far I have. I mean, both, I mean, we've only watched two of, of these. And I've really actually enjoyed just sitting here and watching the movie. Mm -hmm. I have been engaged. I haven't, you know, my mind hasn't wandered wanting to do something else. I have really enjoyed the movie and I did not really expect to. I honestly, I was kind of worried you weren't going to enjoy some of these movies. That's why in the beginning, a lot of times I was telling you, you know, if you don't like this, if you're not enjoying this, we can stop. I don't, I don't want to lock you into this. I enjoy it and I feel like you could enjoy it, but I also know it's not for everyone. Uh, but yeah, I was, I'm pleasantly surprised that I enjoy the movies, but like I said, I had a perspective that was incorrect on or, or you know my it's comic books mm -hmm. my brain expected a lot like i think we said last yeah. time more like power rangers the kids show power rangers mm -hmm. a lot more kitschy and uh, where are you going that's not even sort of realistic and i realize <laughs> in our day and age right. you know you're not thinking aliens are flying all over they could be right. i don't know about it but it's, it's, At least it's it... technology that's not native to what we know right now. And they, they made it very clear that this is someone else's stuff. But at least it feels plausible. Right. They, they, they've established it in the world enough that you're not like, well, that's ridiculous. Right. And it just, you just, it engages you. They have really done a good job pulling in the viewer. Mm -hmm. I I would I would very much agree because uh, I, uh, I I get bored easy and I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm like oh that was really good uh, and I'm watching watching <laughs> watching for real until the very end yeah. and I'm going oh is this one done and I I feel like you even like this one more than the last one you seem more engaged by it I don't maybe I was. Maybe you were well, just more uh, comfortable being vocal about your engagement. And it could be. I had higher expectations, I guess, this time than I did last time because okay. I enjoyed the first one. So I thought, oh, okay, this mm -hmm. isn't going to be bad. You know, even if I don't like the move, subject matter or whatever, which I did. But even if I don't, it was... It's a good movie. They did a nice job making the movie. So it's not some crappy, mm -hmm. whatever that very first one test movie we did. I, <laughs> you know, it was weird. It bounced around. It, it yeah. did different things. And I, it wasn't easy to follow. I knew I'd at least be following a movie and, mm -hmm. and getting a plot line. Yeah, I guess I just know, I just know I'm going to enjoy it now. It's not going to be a, 
Well, I hope that continues. I, there, this... Yeah, if you start bringing crap movies over, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to have chat. I'm, but... I'm just going to bring them in order. Next is Iron Man. I think that one will continue the trend of you liking it. The one after that is Iron Man 2. So you continue, you do get two back-to-back Iron Man stories. So you may, I mean, people are iffy on number two. Um, you may or may not be as into that one. I think the I think the first Iron Man will be fine for you, though. Um, I think the one that's going to test you, though, is is the Hulk. Because it is, they, they tried to capture the feel of a live-action comic book. And I thought they did made some interesting choices. And it's not the same guy who plays the Hulk later. So it's a it's a different kind of take on it. I think that is going to fall more into the the vein you're worried about. But I feel like they still told a good story and they still had a good set. So if we can get through the Hulk with you still at least mostly positive about things, I feel like you're going to be fine through the rest of these. Because you kind of see both ends of the MCU with these first two movies, the beginning and really the end, because that was phase one and this was phase three. So right before the last Avengers movie came out, Captain Marvel came out. Gotcha. So it's basically everything they've learned up till now they did here. I mean, they made a few weird choices like the, the I'm just a girl song just felt odd right there. Like I get what they were doing. It just felt weird considering all their other choices made so much sense throughout the movie um and and again that's me just being weird about things that aren't don't making don't even matter to most people yeah (laughs) it just it it felt weird um but i really liked what she was doing in the scene it was like oh wow i finally got rid of the inhibitor yeah i'm a badass (laughs) yes and then they didn't shy away from that aspect of it which was cool Anyway, I think I think you're going to enjoy most of these movies is really where I was going with that. You used a lot of words to get there. I did. I did. And I, I circled around to back to reviewing the movie. Funny. <laughs> because I could talk forever about you just about anything. You could talk forever. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that's why I really try and like get you to talk too. And I like it when you talk. I've been talking quite I, a lot you this have. time. I've, I've been very, I've been very happy. I, uh, yes. I'm better at it this time, everybody. And, and you're going to keep getting better, I think, because you're going to keep getting more invested in the overall story. Something interesting that you wouldn't know because you don't read the comics, you were surprised about the Kree and the Scroll swap, but most people going into this movie would have been because in the uh, comics there was a storyline called Secret War, or Secret Invasion, where the scroll infiltrate the earth, just like they say they're doing here. Yes. And and they start, they're, they're the bad guys. They are the bad guys. So th- it was an interesting narrative choice for them to say, okay, we're going to flip this. So it caught even comic fans, even people who have followed the stories or looked up what was going on and was like, okay, obviously create your bad guys or, or create your good guys and scroll are bad guys. And they just, they really played into that for a while. While laying the groundwork. And it was a lot of fun. Um, And so I look forward in the future to seeing what they do with that. Unfortunately, it's going to be a long time before you see Captain Marvel again. Because she she didn't appear the first time until almost the end of the Infinity Saga. 
Well, that's too bad. So it's going to be interesting as we go through to see, like, I mean, big things happen. And I'll probably be like, hey, why don't you think they call Captain Marvel here? Because obviously, we don't see her again. <laughs> hmm. So it, it'll be interesting. Uh, any last thoughts? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, next is Iron Man. Really the one that got the Marvel train rolling. Hulk came around the same time. Maybe right after. I can never remember the timeline of when these things were released. But Iron Man is really the reason the Marvel Cinematic Universe goes. And it really lays the groundwork for everything that goes on. But I think these movies are important to see beforehand. Clearly, or we wouldn't have watched them first. (laughs) True, true. You know, the person who chose this order is a genius. (laughs) (sighs) He's so modest, too, apparently. Oh, clearly modest. The the most modest person I've probably ever met. Absolutely. I mean, he's beautiful. He's intelligent. Chris, please. Friendly. I'm going to throw up soon. (laughs) And everybody, that's a wrap. (laughs) Well, thank you for your time. We're going to sign off here. I'm back. What? No, you're not. I'm back. (laughs) And I've got nothing to prove. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Cinematic Sagas, a part of the As If You Didn't Know network. Episodes release every other Wednesday. That jaunty tune you hear is Comic Hero by Kevin McLeod and he's used under the Creative Commons license. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, so send emails to saga at asifydk.com, our Twitter and Instagram handles, asifydk, and our website, asifydk.com. That's the words as, if, and the letters y, d, k. See you there.